El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now I don't really do any of that shit. I just do this show. Joining me today, he is my former co-worker at Crack.com, making his second appearance on the show. You can come see us do a comedy show this weekend, except not really, because it's sold out. But we'll tell you all about it on this podcast anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan O'Brien. Also joining me. He is also my former co-worker at Crack.com, and he is making something like his 100th appearance on the show. I don't know, I lost track a long time ago. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to stick around to hear about how you can follow him on Twitter, Randall Maynard. It's going to be a great show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. How's it going? Danger, don't do that. Is that not helpful? Danger Van Gorder's here for yeah. either... Uh, I, I don't know what order these episodes are going up, but Danger's going to be on the next two. Oh. Or he was on the last one, and he's on this one also. I, look, I mean, the fans demand it. And Actually, it's just that Brett is in Australia. Brett's. But also, yeah, the fans... Yeah. yeah. The fans There's were like, a couple. hey, bring back Brett. And I was like, all right, but he's gone for a while. And they were like, whoever else? <laughs> <laughs> and so here we are. Placeholder. 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 I like that. Yeah. Dan O'Brien is here. Yes. Hello. Holy this is what I'm going to sound like. Formerly of Cracked.com, a website yeah. that I also used to work for. Mm-hmm. And now, should we talk about it? <laughs> I feel like we should. Yeah, we had Tom and Brett on right after it happened, and that was that was a solemn affair. Yeah. So, well, also your theme wasn't your theme like terrible news stories of the year? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do good news you didn't hear enough about in 2017, and I thought that would be insensitive. <laughs> so I was like, hey, let's just all wallow in this misery. And about 20 minutes in, they were like, we should have done the good news thing. <laughs> Everyone was so very sad. Did you see, and this is something that you can absolutely cut out if you want to, did you see that just some maniac on Twitter trying to start fights that weren't real? Like, he retweeted the link to the episode with Tom and Brett, and then did false quotes that w- that yes. intimated that someone on the podcast was saying, fuck Jason Park. Oh, he did like correct. a Chernovich thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, where he was like quoting things that was not said by yeah. anyone. It was this really insane, like... Hey, I'm a lunatic on the internet trying to start shit for no reason. Yeah, he said someone on the podcast when I brought up David Wong said, screw him. And it was actually Brett saying, smart man. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Same thing. Also, the joke's on them. They don't know that Jason doesn't have feelings. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. And not a man. Interesting. Who is Jason? What is this? Hey, but I should should mention that was was Randall who was talking. We didn't introduce him. Randall Maynard. I'm here. with. I got my pen. And I'm ready to go. <laughs> I just ate a cookie. How was the cookie? The cookie was amazing. You ate about 45 minutes worth of cookies. Yeah. And it delayed the start of this podcast by two hours. I ate two cookies for lunch in a rush because I haven't eaten yet. And then, hold on, this is going to get good. <laughs> and then I came here and I was offered more cookies. Hit it, Brett. You know, the hardest so part of this show for me is the first few minutes. 
because I spend all that time asking everyone else what they've been up to since last week, when all I really want to talk about is what I've been up to. That's why we call this segment This Week and Me. Everyone in the studio can attest. I play this live yep. every single week. You're so much better at guitar Just than I am. Pull the, pull the guitar out. It slides out of my sleeve like an old-timey gun. Yeah. And then a little shreddery. Uh-huh. Gets really intense, and then Brett fades it out. I don't even have to do anything. Wow. Look at that. Well, I mean, you, what you're doing is blowing our minds with your unparalleled guitar skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, it's good. So should we talk about Cracked? I what? don't think uh, I'm legally allowed to, I, yeah, to think, say yeah, we signed an NDA, that's, so it's yeah. like... That's know. the thing. Or, I mean, it's, it's... We're not allowed to explain the details, and we're not allowed to say anything bad about, about Cracked, which I, I wouldn't do because a lot of people that we still love and care about are still there keeping that site going. We can say that we no longer work there, and it's not by choice, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we're keeping our yeah. chins up. I That's wasn't a... even sure if I was allowed to say that. Yeah. After Did I you say fired. we're keeping our tits up? Ch- chins, chins up. Oh, chins up. Okay. <laughs> I thought that was a new thing that like, people but hey, were saying. But hey, keep your tits up, too. Hey, yeah. keep those tits up. I think, I mean, <laughs> That's what I'm uh, doing. Adam and I can can fill in all of the uh, the commentary and, and, and loose well, the acid. Well, that's what... Mm-hmm. That's I mean, what people people were yeah. expecting from me. They were like, "Well, your NDA has to have expired." It's like I don't fucking know anything. Every, yeah. People got fired. It sucked. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah. That's I, well. I'll, let, I'll let, say it's the most frustrating part about this is it has been the silence. Like I'm not allowed to really say anything, which is fine. And I believe Cracked is not allowed to, or or they're not going to be putting out a statement, which is also. Fine, I, like these are business things that are that are boring but make sense to me. It's just frustrating to watch all the internet detectives who've been like, "I saw this coming." Yep, they got too political. I'm like, oh, we got too political. Is that why Randall doesn't have a job anymore? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I got real super political. Guys went real SJW, yeah. and now I'm out of a job. That's that's the thing. Yeah, you're right about that. It's like people trying to connect dots that aren't there, and it's like, right. oh yeah, you hated you hate conservatives, so that's why you're gone. And it's like. It, no, it's a whole what? bunch of armchair sleuths grasping at straws and trying to fill in the blanks. And it's just like, no, just you're. It's, yeah, it's it's dumb business. That's it's, called. It's, not, it's, it's that, not exciting. It's not dramatic. It's no, just business it's, stuff. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Is if people heard the actual story, they'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. There's no drama <laughs> to it. Very, it just sucks. Um, it yeah. just sucks. Right. It's yeah. a bummer. It's business things that yeah. happen. <clears throat> yeah. But hey, let's talk about a brighter subject. Let's talk about Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Do you want me to do I'm the song? A, I'm also not allowed to talk about that. I'm <laughs> yeah. also involved in that, and I signed a that lot was, of stuff. That was when there's there was a whole section of our paperwork about Puerto Rico where yeah. we were not supposed to talk about that either. So this is we're just going to wow. be quiet. I mean, it's just going to be an back. awkward podcast. Yeah. Make it a make it a, a six cookie day then, and, and I don't know, take care. I always make it a six cookie day. Oh I'll yeah! yeah. Oh, high five your punch. We just yeah, uh, high five to punch. Listeners at home, Randall went for the fist. Danger went for the five. And we did not compromise. Both saw and, and did nothing. They just, no. just bulldozed through. This yeah. is why I got to tune into the live streams, folks. This is the magic. We're not live streaming this one, though. Yeah, I was going to say it's pretty I was that's too, the I mean, kind of thing. This is like my second podcast since being on break for weeks. Was the. Like, no, I don't want to. I was going to say. Get I, dressed. I do yeah. kind of regret threatening Connor's life on a camera. <laughs> like, as evidence, if uh, you ever. Right. Turns up dead. Well, we left, <laughs> it on, we left it on the podcast too, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it was I just, on camera. I, I had. Uh, it's good to have you on without Connor. Yeah, I don't know which cool. of. I don't know if it's going to be Dan or Danger that immediately starts roasting <clears throat> your hat and clothes. But yeah, 
I guess we'll just look at see this how hat that transpires. This piece of shit wearing a hat. This fucking guy wearing a. What are you, some kind of guy that wears hats? Yeah. Oh. I know. Look at how chill it is in here without uh, the the seaman. <laughs> the seaman. Oof. <laughs> oh, called him the seaman. So yeah, we're talking about Puerto Rico today. Because here's the thing. Remember, there was a hurricane there. Yeah. A while back. Yeah. How many days ago was that hurricane? That was over 100 days ago. It happened on September 20th. Now, I feel like I remember a lot of coverage when it happened and everyone was sad and there was no power and the governor came out demanding help from anyone there. The president eventually showed up to chuck some paper towels at some homeless folks. And then I haven't heard any news about it. So I'm assuming everything's fine now. Yeah, it must be. But no, it's so bad there still. Get right out of town. Yeah. Still still a fucking nightmare. Uh, almost half of Puerto Rico still doesn't have power. And a lot of those areas without power can't access clean water either. So it's still a disaster. So the death toll is must still be going up. Well, here's People the thing. The official, and we'll get to all of this in more oh, detail, God. but the official death toll and the reason people have maybe forgotten about it is like 64 Mm-hmm. But the actual death toll is over a thousand. There were just two independent audits done, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not counting people who were like in hospitals that couldn't get dialysis or oxygen after this hurricane hit. Those people died too." And that's were they? All, is the 64 like only counting people that were like literally blown away in the wind? Yeah, is, I don't know. <laughs> people that were wearing hurricane 2017 shirts. Right. It's like, yeah, there's that. Anyone whose last words were, Maria did this. <laughs> Nobody else counts. That's yeah, insane. CNN made, uh, which hurricane hit Houston? Hurricane Harvey? Yeah, was which hard. was obviously bad also. Uh-huh. And that was, that was their news story of the year. And I'm like, man, Puerto Rico is still... J.J. Watt raised like $4 billion for Hurricane Harvey. Yeah. They're probably going to be all right, but (laughs) Puerto Rico is still a huge fucking problem. It's one of the other differences between what happened in Houston and what happened in, which, like, I don't, I think it's an ugly and disgusting sport to get into who had it worse when it comes to tragedies. So, sure. Forgive me if this feels cold. It's just about, like, pointing out facts right now. I think. Get your Spock on, bro. It's it's devastating for people in in Houston as well, no matter what there. I've said. Of course. One of the differences is that. They were preparing for the hurricane because hurricanes aren't like earthquakes. You can prepare for them. And they had a bunch of backup supplies for people and could still get access to them in Houston immediately after the hurricane. In Puerto Rico, they could not. Like all the infrastructure that they tried to set up, gone. And they just don't have access to anything anymore. And like all the safeguards they tried to put in place didn't work out. So it's just been a mission of begging and pleading. Right. One thing I didn't know is there's actually a difference between a disaster and a catastrophic event. What? And what happened... Yeah, I had never heard this, but what happened in Puerto Rico is closer to what they call a catastrophic event, uh, according to Trisha Wachtendorf, also a name I've never heard of, uh, who is a professor of sociology at the University of Delaware. Yeah. So she would know a thing or two about hurricanes. Yeah. <laughs> but a catastrophic event, it's more rare than a disaster, obviously, but they tend to wipe out infrastructure over a large swath of land, which didn't happen in Houston. Their infrastructure stayed in place, whereas in Puerto Rico, all that shit got destroyed. Like the so roads we're, we're talking like tsunami caliber kind of right. stuff where it's like you just you got nothing. You're just wiped. wiped right. Out. Where yeah. where even if people can get there to help you once they get there, they can't get further into the country. Everything is, you know, blocked and impassable. Right. And yeah, this is a quote from her. Most, if not all of the built environment is destroyed 
It's very difficult to navigate the impact zone, to know which roads are open, and to know what to detour around. It's extremely difficult to pre-position supplies, because if you have any supplies pre-positioned, they might have been destroyed. You have local officials that are unable to take their usual roles on. And that's what Dan brought up, is, yes, they had supplies in place, but all that shit... This was a ca- almost a Category 5 hurricane. Yeah. It was too... The wind was two miles per hour short of it being a Category 5. The winds were 155 miles per hour. And it has to be 157 for a Category 5. So still pretty fucking bad. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like you're really splitting hairs at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Round round up, nerds. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that would kind of make me upset. Yeah. If I was in Puerto Rico, it's like, fucking look around. Just give us the five. Yeah. (laughs) What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, we actually had a listener who sent us uh, text messages to the voicemail line who was in Puerto Rico and was going to areas where they had Wi-Fi so they could download episodes of the podcast. Priorities. Yeah, Yeah, well, so they would have something to listen to while they were trying to clean up their devastated town. Mm Mm-hmm. So I thought that was sweet. Yeah. Okay. I mean, are they I mean, okay? Shout out to that I, I thought you were going to tell us about. No, how I this mean that's all doing. I wanted to know. I, I was like, okay, you're getting the podcast. My problems. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm doing my part. If my podcasts are still peace, getting there, peace out. Yeah. That's yeah. And now a hundred days later, here I am doing a podcast about yeah. it. Yeah. So shout out to. Do we have this person's name? I I don't. I'm not going to just give the person's name. I don't have. It Shout out up. to the island of Puerto Rico. We're still worried about yeah. you. We're trying to get you supplies and when. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to Unpopular yeah. Opinion, yeah. everybody. Mm-hmm. That's been our Puerto Rico episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a little short. Should nope. we keep going? Yeah, we'll keep going. All right, cool. Let's do it. There are other people who've who've been using uh, limited Wi-Fi to great effect. There, I think it. That's honestly probably what I would do if I was in a catastrophic event or disaster. Is find some way to listen to podcasts that brings normalcy back into my life. Yeah, of course. Um, but there are also people who are like finding, there's a grad student I was reading about who is finding Wi-Fi whenever she can, and she's using it to track down old people who don't have access to water filters and delivering Oof. water filters to them. Just yeah, like, that's amazing. It's, it's a yeah, guardian there's, angel. Yeah, there's a lot of, there, That's a. it's a tough spirit there to break. And obviously you don't want to focus on just like how resilient everyone is because... Obviously, they still need donations. Like, Resilience isn't going to build an island back up from yeah. scratch that was already in debt before this hurricane came. But it's still nice to hear about the people who are sticking around. There's this guy, uh, Ivan Sotomayor, who was part of a rural community that became isolated because the road to access it was destroyed. And he could have just, like, fucked off like I would have done. Like, plenty of people just left, and I, I get that impulse. But instead, he, with $300, built a zip line. So he doesn't Whoa. have a road anymore, and he uses a zip line to travel to and from work and to and from town. And he's like, "Yeah, they're going to stay, and they're going to and they're going to do whatever they can to 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 fix things, which is yeah. neat." So they're making an opportunity. They're making the island more radical. Yeah, yeah, that's excellent. That's completely tubular. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they probably still could have done without that hurricane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, but yeah, I yeah I, yeah. There's it hasn't been all. There've been some good like good news stories that have come out of it. One we had in the notes was Maria Torres. She was the first woman from Puerto Rico to get an LPGA card, which is the Ladies Professional Golf Association. Mm -hmm. And she was actually in Puerto Rico when the hurricane hit and she lost internet access and had to hitch a ride to the mainland and found internet access at a, some restaurant along the side of the road and was able to pay her qualifying money to go and, 
try to get her LPGA card. Had to finish in the top 20, but also her home was devastated and destroyed, so she didn't really have anywhere to practice. Mm -hmm. And great story. She ends up qualifying. She finished 20th after a three-hole playoff. But Puerto Rico's still a fucking nightmare. Any sensible president with an historic and very public affinity for golf would take this opportunity to do some kind of charity-based golf game with this woman to raise lots and lots of money for Puerto Rico. You would no, think. Yeah. I don't, I don't do we think. have anyone? Do we have anybody that studied presidents and can comment on that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we've ever had a president that plays enough golf. No. For that. Yeah. Yeah, Trump's uh, response has really been kind of the other tragic part of this story. Like what response? Yeah. He didn't hold a situation room meeting, which situation rooms are a real thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not just what Wolf Blitzer calls his show. Uh, <laughs> he didn't hold a situation room meeting about Hurricane Maria until six days after it made landfall. What was he doing at that time? Probably golfing. Taking really long, greasy shits. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you oh, got to tweet God. sometime. Really problem shits for yeah. our president. Yeah. How many of those tweets do we think are coming from the shitter? 100%. <laughs> so many. Yeah. Yeah. I be- I'm sure those early morning ones when he's yeah. like locked in a room and Secret Service can't get to him. He yeah. doesn't strike me as someone particularly adept at uh, tweeting while walking around in any capacity. Like, that's a difficult right. thing for almost anyone, especially an older person with, with uh, those, those dumb sausage fingers of his. Yeah. So I imagine it's a lot of either on the toilet or sitting in a car while being driven somewhere. Something where he could just, like, sit and focus on his stupid, stupid fucking phone. Goddamn tweets. Yeah, he, uh, this is... Uh, an interesting com- comparison to tell you what our response to Hurricane Maria was. There was a magnitude seven earthquake that hit Haiti in 2010. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, Wait, who was the president then? That was that was old Barrio. Barack Obama. Thanks, Obama. Yeah, okay. Uh, he sent 8,000 troops to Haiti within two days, and another 22,000 troops Whoa. and 33 ships had arrived within two weeks. By comparison, only 7,200 military personnel made it to Puerto Rico two weeks after landfall. That's bad. Yeah. And let's keep in mind, Haiti, that's not ours. Like, Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Those are American They keep voting saying we want statehood, too. Yeah. It's also, again, uh, earthquakes come out of nowhere. Right. You you can't predict when an earthquake is going to come. And that response was much swifter than President Trump's was to Puerto Rico. And we knew this shit was happening. We knew it was coming. Yeah, it was building. Yeah. It was projected. Yeah, there uh, was... I'm pretty sure they had to explain what a hurricane was. It puts you so far back. It's like if if you're talking to somebody and they bring up the Illuminati and you kind of just shut down because you're just like, oh, Jesus Christ, I can't connect. I feel like that's what trying to explain this stuff to Trump is like when because well, you got to go all the way back to like Assassin's Creed and start talking about like what happened back in the 1100s in yeah. Egypt and then you go on from, yeah there's, there's a lot of backstory I've never played Assassin's Creed but I mean you can skip it's very relevant skip, to, is it, yeah. <laughs> to the Illuminati yeah in the movie he's on like an arm no nah, I don't <laughs> skip the skip, skip the movie there's the there's movie. also yeah. in okay. to 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 keep things in video game terms Thank uh, you. the Thank president you. did yeah. have essentially a few Mini bosses with the first hurricanes, and so he got some experience, some oh he firsthand experience of how to deal with hurricanes when they happen. And you'd think he'd be getting better at it, and also you'd think that he would recognize uh, W when he sees one. Like he loved 
how good he looked after the the hurricane in Houston. Right. He looked like a superstar. He went down there and he was he was just like everything's going great. I'm fucking killing this right now. I am a president who needed a win and I got one in the in this crisis management thing that like history will decide if he's good or not. But at the time, it certainly looked like he was doing well. And then this other hurricane comes. It's like, all right, you had the mini bosses. Here's the big one. Yeah. This is a really big one. You need to do a lot more, and you're going to get a whole lot more praise when you do it well. We've teed it up for you. Here you go. And Help us. Help people. Absolutely drop lives. the ball in a, in a, a way that uh, the mind struggles to find reasons that it's not uh, racism related. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think he thinks Puerto Rico is somehow Mexico. <laughs> and he's like, I don't... Yeah. We don't because his campaign was all about alienating every, every other possible nationality on earth and i think he's just like wait a minute are they are they white and they're like yeah. no and then that was the, the deciding factor was like then who gives a shit yeah and it's like uh okay and well. that's that's the kind of thing a trump supporter would hear and go oh it's always racism and it's like well then fucking what else is it yeah. right like like i would love for there to be another reason that's not racism yeah uh, i just i'm it I'm might just be his one. shitty laziness. Like yeah. he heard, like, oh, there's no like easy way that the you know my dumb plane can go in there and land, and then I could walk around and, and like you know kiss a baby or not kiss a baby, but like throw a baby, yeah, yeah. yeah. eat a baby. Yeah. Like it, like Houston, you can fly in and out of in the general vicinity, um, but Puerto Rico is a lot more effort. Yeah, you know, and so they like his advisors basically had to tell him like, hey, all right, you're gonna have to go and you're gonna have to stay there for a bit. And he was like, fuck that, I don't want to yeah. do that. But even if they, there's a better PR win for him in this too. Like at every step of the way, he stepped on his own balls for this whole thing because <laughs> well, he's even 70. if you weren't going to put that much, as much effort into Puerto Rico as you put into Houston, and even if like very sensible people had told him, look, there's no way this is a catastrophic event. Like there's like we're doing the most we can, and it's not going to be enough, and that's and this is a, a, a tragedy, uh, and that's just what we're going to have to deal with here. You can. Weather that storm, forgive the language, in a much better way. But instead, <laughs> he took every criticism so personally, and it brought out so much ugliness in him. A lot of it was, look, I'm doing great. I'm doing fine. Shut the fuck up. Maybe they're being lazy over there. And maybe the governor should, should you know, whatever clouded either racist or sexist things he threw at the yeah. the, the governor. And he's mm. bringing up how much debt Puerto Rico is in and how they should be been better at paying their bills as if that is in any way related to this. You, All you can do is... is Shut up, and it's a better win for you at this point. But he yeah. like, just kept getting in his own way in a way that baffles me. Was mm-hmm. that uh, it? Was that uh, Mike Birbiglia line of like what I should have said was nothing? nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where is I have that? Like he's tweet. but he's not losing his fans because they see that and go like, ah, vaguely brown person who gives a shit. Let's make sure it yeah. stays in America. Right. These That's people the- who probably don't realize that Puerto Rico's in America. It right. is America. They're still dreaming about. J.J. Watt walking on the field with an American flag and a bunch of fireworks going off. He's like, yeah. Yeah. And then all problems were solved forever. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, he tweeted that it was after San Juan Mayor Carmen Yulin Cruz. Totally uh, worth following on Twitter. She's a badass. She, uh, I don't think she tweeted this. I think it was just a statement she made. Uh, We are dying here. If we don't get the food and the water into the people's hands, we're going to see something close to a genocide. And Trump, in response to that, tweeted the mayor of San Juan, who was very complimentary only a few days ago, has now been told by the Democrats, you must be nasty to Trump. Which, what? No. <laughs> anyway. It's such... about your fucking feelings, dude. Yeah. yeah. I would love uh, such... to see that text, Chuck Schumer texting 
the mayor of San Juan. It's like, listen, you got to be nasty to him. It's the only way he loves it. Uh, he continued, such poor leadership ability by the mayor of San Juan and others in Puerto Rico who are not able to get their workers to help. They want everything to be done for them when it should be a community effort. 10,000 federal workers now on island doing a fantastic job. And here's the thing. All those people have personal lives that are also in tatters right now. Yeah. yeah. So your companies and things, your public utilities might have workers there, but it's not that they don't want to help. It's yeah. that they have other fucking fish to fry right now. And that's why we have these government agencies that are supposed to come in and aid with this shit. You like that extra dollop of racism of they want everything to be done for yeah. them? Yeah. Oh, those yeah. those those Latino yeah. folk, they don't do anything for themselves. Well, we heard the Trump. same shit from people after Hurricane Katrina. Right. Like I worked for I, I was still working in health insurance at the time. Ugh. And the company I worked for was this Catholic-owned place. And (laughs) all right, (laughs) they they did this like trip to New Orleans to help clean up. And I was like, oh wow, that's not what I expected from these South Dakota racist piece of (laughs) shit. And they came back and like we had a big presentation about their trip, and there was so much. Oh, people are just waiting for the government to show up and help. Come on, it's like. Yeah, yeah, that's what the government's supposed to do. Show well, up and help. That was there was a good example of that too in L.A. Like when we had the riots back in '92, like they didn't bring out the National Guard for no reason. Like that shit got out of control, and they had a government agency to help yeah. contain yeah. it because it was crazy as fuck. Like, and that was like a street level sort of just yeah. political thing. It's like that one of the reasons even... you have a government. Yeah, it's yeah. like, and and that was I'm saying like that's that was a good. You know, for it's it's complicated, but it was like you do that for a specific reason. Um, that was also I feel I realized I kind of stepped into a bear trap because that was kind of a really complicated uh, situation of its own. Well, it's uh, like I mean, but they're, they're talking about how uh, why can't they help themselves? You know, they should be pulling together. The the common Puerto Rican citizen, I don't think, has uh, cranes and backhoes. <laughs> And garbage trucks and water pumps, right? Uh, like, th- like this is heavy equipment, uh, and it, you need engineers to study how it's going to affect, like, how to best to use this this heavy equipment to clear your devastated land, right? Also, yeah. disaster and catastrophic events muddy things a bit. I'm a pretty self reliant person. I'm a fairly independent fella. Been With living great on my own. muscle tone. Thank we don't you. talk about that enough. We don't. Yeah. We don't. I feel like this podcast never covers it. In fact, yeah. Until uh, now. Excellent, now. Excellent core strength. Lived a, a fairly independent life <laughs> and can take care of myself in a lot of situations. Street fighting. A couple weeks ago, I, I walked out of my apartment and turned right and saw just smoke and fire because I was 3.6 miles outside of the evacuation zone from the Skirball fires. Oh, you measured it? You measured it yourself? Yes, it seemed like crucial yeah. information to have. <laughs> yeah. How close am I to a fire? Oh, look at this guy. Whoa. Oh, yeah. precision day. Yeah. <laughs> that ruler. All right. What are you scared of how but, close a fire is going to get to your right. fire? Sure. As good as I am at measuring things and as strong as my core is and as independent <laughs> as I am, I still looked at that smoke and was like, oh, I sure hope the government does something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it was. Yeah, it was like imagine. Yeah, with those fires, like we had like nineteen thousand fires at the same yeah. time, and it was like L.A. was just constantly. Like, it was Isn't raining. One still it, going? The, yeah, I think yeah. another was, one just started. Like yeah. I, I live still going. I uh, live miles away from these fires, and, I, many and miles? when we woke up, 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Talking about fires. God damn it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Danger. Oh, I, 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 you, I'm I sorry. Er, earlier when I said shut the fuck up, I apologize. <laughs> you're, so, uh, you're so sweet. You um, but like you wake up and your whole like like my garage was like covered in ash, you know, because oh, yeah. it was hor- it was horrific. And my point is like like you're talking about it's like, man, I hope we ha- you know we we literally pay money to have these services that exist to help us put out fires because as citizens we're not like gonna just go out and do it ourselves. Right, and, and I'm not lazy and looking for handouts. I'm coughing. Yeah, and I'm you worried about my dog. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, right, exactly. Same thing with the cops. Same thing with a lot of stuff where you're like you know there's dubious sort of reputations with with. The LAPD and all that, but like the point is, like you know, focusing on like firefighters or something like that's not a handout. That's right. that exists for a purpose, and 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 on a government uh, disaster scale or reactionary scale, um, it, you know what? Just fuck Trump. Just that's, <laughs> that's the point. Just fuck him. That's not how it works. You stupid idiot. You yeah, it is. I mean, it shit. is kind of the same thing. If people were like, "Well, why don't all those people in LA just put out the fires?" Like, yeah, because we're all fucking actors and podcasters yeah. and. <laughs> Musicians, that shit's fucking and, dangerous, man. And uh, we, we didn't uh, sign up to put out fires for right. a living. Yeah, we pay our taxes for shit like that. Yeah. and we didn't go to prison and get told we can shave a couple uh, years off your sentence uh, if you go and fight this fire. How many? How like? There's a huge oh, percentage yeah. of the fire, the people actually physically fighting the fires, who are. Uh, who are convicts who are in prison, yeah. and they I think it was like 30 or 40 percent, yeah, a very significant amount of people who are risking their lives to save to save ours and to mm-hmm. save our to you know save our property. And then once they get out of prison, they can't actually go and be a firefighter because they're a convicted felon, or right? Whatever, like yeah. it's it's this makes perfect thing. sense, uh, yeah, even so, though they got the training, right? That, that's about as hands on as you can possibly get. Here, yeah. take this hose and put out that fire that's you know several miles long at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Approximately three point six at one point. Convicts should house. be firemen. I, I agree. That's, that's a pretty. Yeah, we can agree. <laughs> it's the title of this episode. Should have the, <laughs> should have the ability I to that become. Was, I thought that was like a platform or something. That you were... Dude, I'll I'll stump on that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, yeah. I'm behind you. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk about some of the the damage that Puerto Rico took. They got thirty inches of rain in a day. And that's what Houston got over three days. I know people who are 30 inches tall. What? What? Like adults? Yeah. I mean, you, right? It's, it's not big. Who? Who? Who Who do you know that's 30 <laughs> inches tall? I, I just, I guess I just wish I knew Peter Dinklage, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's got weird. Yeah. It's got super. Well, I mean, I was super thinking. Super duper. See, I'm, re- I'm not good weird. with measuring things. It's two and a half feet. So I'm really jealous of, okay, cool. I'm just really jealous of some people who have like really good measurement skills and can like do that kind of. Really precise. I mean, like, my ears are burning, <laughs> and so is my backyard. <laughs> uh, yeah, by day one, power was out on most of the island, and uh, a lot of places still, one hundred days later, don't have power. Uh, some towns reported eighty to ninety percent of their structures oh being God. destroyed. One day after landfall, both chief executive of Puerto Rico's public power utility, a man named Ricardo Ramos, and Trump both reported that the island's entire electrical infrastructure has been destroyed. I definitely trust one of those people over the other yeah, I, to I deliver he, that news. Didn't but, he like not tweet about that? Or didn't he didn't say anything or release any statement for like six days? Did he actually? He tweeted it? about it, but the day before the hurricane happened. Okay. And said, oh, Puerto Rico strong. You know, he used all the good hashtags and shit. Yeah. Oh. But by October 12th, he was tweeting that we can't keep the military in Puerto Rico forever. It's like, dude, that's like what else are three they weeks later. 
He, like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we also we have a lot of military resources. Yeah, Let's see how that's not a possibility. Yeah, why can't we keep the yeah, military so, in places forever? Yeah. that's what we do. We yeah. we never we left had Korea. like a shadow war in Africa, but we can't do like a fucking uh, quick rescue of uh, nope. you know, like, <laughs> absolutely nah, not. We're all cut up, caught up in all this weird shit going. On. Was, you know, geopolitics is complicated. Yeah, you know. I never heard that. Uh, <laughs> September twenty second, he held a rally in Alabama. Didn't mention Puerto Rico at all, if you can believe that. But he did say that NFL owners should fire players who kneel during the anthem. So that's what we were talking about all weekend. Oh, yeah. uh-huh. Good job, America. Also, like, even though he uh, should have been talking about Puerto Rico, also none of the football players got fired. So, like, what happened to all these deals I've been hearing about President King Man? What the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> what ha- what happened to that? Um, speaking of uh, the the power infrastructure of uh, Puerto Rico, um, sure, Elon Musk went in and did mm. more. Didn't he do more good for the the community than anything that that? Trump has done so far, which is scary because it's like just a private company going in and yeah. just jump starting a hospital. Yeah. Just a and private company that launches missiles over Los Angeles on a yeah. <laughs> That was a rocket. <laughs> Sorry. A UFO. Yeah, I'm 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 UFO always very split about how I feel about the Elon Musk stuff because in, in general I'm uh I really don't like technocrats and I'm I'm very nervous about the future that we're building with technology i think it's it's all moving we're only like 12 people actually make decisions about our infrastructure like i want uh everyone in puerto rico who uh can be saved to be saved and it will be great if elon musk shows up and and does that but also like is that is that the future is that is is the future just like some uh the goodwill decided he's nice to go and 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 do a thing i think that i think the interesting move of their it might not be so much uh, what you're talking about, but it's it, it felt like an under <laughs> no fu- fuck what you're talking about. So uh, it, it felt more like he was undermining a lot of this bullshit regressive like coal energy nonsense. Like there's been so much horseshit about going backwards in energy in the U.S. Mm-hmm. I like that someone flexed their muscles and was like, "Fuck that! Look at what solar energy can do." And I felt like even though that is a selfish move, uh, you know, for a company to do because it's it's basically a giant advertisement during a, right. a catastrophe. I do like the giant fuck you to fossil fuels that that provides. Right. So I don't I don't necessarily know that that I'm I'm not gonna I'm not ne- really disagreeing with you about the, uh, what you said, but I'm just saying like I do like that part of it because. I'm like, yeah, fuck everybody who's like, you know, yeah. you know, we got to do invest in coal and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And you're just like, oh, fuck off. That's not going right. to do anything. And in general, I do like progress. Yeah. Uh, he's, I, eh. I don't know. It didn't sound like it. I worry that <laughs> saving this island is a short leap away from Elon Musk being like, you know, it'd be easier if I just built my own island. Oh, like Lex Luthor in that Superman movie that everyone hated. Yeah. Sure. I have all the billionaires was islands. building his own island. Is he? Neat. Someone is. Uh, uh, that's uh, that. The, is that 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 graphite? Island thing that they're they're building in uh, in anyway that's not that's not pencils? too real. No, there's a, a like a, a compressed graphite that's really strong. It's like as strong as steel, and you can like it's lightweight and it's amazing. You can and they're talking about building an like a floating fortress out of it, just like last. That's before. a layer. You just yeah. described the layer. <laughs> I know people are building layers, man. Shit's going down. We're mm. not paying attention. <laughs> I wouldn't mind building a layer. Yeah, this is a layer. 
No, it's not. Oh, eight it's... floors up in downtown LA. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's moderately diminutive. Yeah. yeah. I am dying in a nuclear blast for sure. I'm not in the Burbank safe zone where I can just hunker down in a basement and avoid everything. That's true, you know. Burbank has a huge crime rate, though, so what? watch out for that. But yeah, if you ever crime map uh, the valley, Burbank uh, has like a bigger crime rate than um, any other area adjacent to it. But well, like what, <laughs> like what kind of crime? in the world is it? Like chilling, <laughs> like yeah. copyright crimes? Like what's yeah, happening yeah, yeah. in it's Burbank? All, it's all white. It's all white it's all collar crimes. Internet piracy. And yeah, shit. yeah, yeah. It's like there's like we found a, a guy who was uh, still using Napster. And we got him. I want to find that guy that still has access to naps. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that'd be but, great. But the Kazaa monster, he's he's still on the loose. They, no, they can't find him. They'll, no. never, they'll never find him. Nice. So because he's too- me. Oh shit. oh shit! Let's talk about the Jones Act. Remember that part of this uh, this debacle? The right. J- the, I remember the Jones Act being something that prevented some ships from actually the, getting. Well, the, the Jones Act requires ships carrying goods between U.S. ports to fly the American flag, which means they must abide by U.S. laws. And it also requires these ships to be built in the United States and owned and operated by American citizens. Okay. Mm-hmm. And normally in times of disaster like this, we waived the Jones Act, which we did so for... So we can get help from Mexico? Hurricane or? Harvey. We did it for Hurricane Irma. We, we waived that. Trump was asked if he would waive the Jones Act for this and at first didn't say anything. Uh, on the day he was asked if he would waive the Jones Act, he tweeted... A bunch of things about Puerto Rico. This was one of the tweets. Its old electrical grid, which was in terrible shape, was devastated. Much of the island was destroyed with billions of dollars owed to Wall Street and the banks, which sadly must be dealt with. Food, water, and medical are top priorities and doing well. So on the day when we're like, hey, can we make it a little easier to get shit to Puerto Rico? He's like, you know they owed the banks millions of dollars, right? Right. We have to deal with that. I'm also really having a hard time dealing with the fact that he he reads like uh, Charlie on It's Always Sunny. Like <laughs> yeah. all of his tweets sound like something he would say that was like quasi political. <laughs> and Banks, doing well. And do- <laughs> food. And- <laughs> so do. That's such a sad like greatest hits move of him. He's such a sad and lonely guy that he gets asked a question and he doesn't know what the right answer is and he doesn't. He's not a politically savvy guy and just knows that it'll really play in the back of the room in Alabama if he se- if he connects this bad thing with Wall Street, who we all agree is one of his like big targets that he claims to hate in speeches. Right. It's just it's he might as well have done emails of Hillary Clinton. Like, are you are you gonna with Yeah. What are you going to do about the Jones Act? What did Hillary do with it during Benghazi? You got us again. You got him. Play the uh. hits. Yeah, six days after landfall, the Jones Act still wasn't lifted. At this point, Marco Rubio and Democrat Bill Nelson joined forces to ask that it be lifted. Uh, Seven days after landfall, when Trump was asked about it, he said, we're thinking about that, but we have a lot of shippers and a lot of people that work in the shipping industry that don't want the Jones Act lifted, and we have a lot of ships out there right now. Jesus! (laughs) I actually put Jesus in the notes because, like... Even if that's what you're thinking, who says it out loud? Right. Yeah. This, yeah. This is not a time to prioritize the short-term economic downfall of a company. Right. You know, this is... Right. No, no, no. We all kind of take a loss sometimes when something terrible happens to someone that we love. So we can, you know, throw them 20 bucks. We go over there, watch their kids or something like that. We'll take a cut. It's fine. 
if you know what might end up being the 51st state can actually get some food and relief so thousands of people don't die. Right. right. Mm. It's also the Jones Act. I mean, I, I love that jobs are happening in America and that's important to us. And I respect the flag and, our, and I, I love my country. It feels like such pageantry to be focusing on that during a catastrophic event. It feels like, well, we had this thing that says the flag needs to be flying. It's like, dude, did you see fucking Dunkirk? It was just some guy with a boat. That's all they want right now, yeah, you yeah. fucking aging peanut. He did not Send see anything. Dunkirk. There's yeah. no way in hell he sat through that movie. That's yeah. not for him. No. Dunkirk, who's that? <laughs> I liked Dunkirk. I thought it was a really good movie. I did, too. I just saw it the other week. Oh. How was that? Which it was good. Yeah. Okay. It's available for rent now. You can yeah. Just... My wife watched it on a plane. She was like, eh, maybe we can still find a place that's still showing it on the big screen. You know, it's coming back no, for Oscar season. No, it was made for planes. It was made for planes. I mean, there's yeah. a very, there's a, I mean, I was watching Logan Lucky, but I look over and there's a plane scene in the, while we're on a plane and it made yeah. me feel very conflicted. Yeah. One time yeah. I watched Titanic on a boat. How was that? What? Whoa. <laughs> it fucking blew my mind. Yeah. What boat was an intensity eagle next, flying through uh, the room. Next topic. What are we talking about? <laughs> I, 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 did, I thought we were just doing the one. The I one want one Randall topic. to be on all of the podcasts that I'm on <laughs> from here on out. But I don't want that to be interpreted as a way to limit my interpreta- interpretation. I want to be on the show a lot, but also Randall. And Dan, you're yeah. really great, too. To People talk about that? Thank you. I, should. I'm, going to, I'm going to spin that into something yeah. negative about you, and I apologize. Or I guess <laughs> it's, go for it. it's mostly negative about Randy. It's, it's another update. Oh, Randy. So, oh, Randy. So, call me. Yeah. Balls. That's, that's I... Uh, Jack O'Brien, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> he's not. I, I, he he I 100% is. Um, I'm very upset with you for uh, getting the ball rolling on calling me Randy. Oh, yeah. Rand Randerson. Uh, <laughs> ooh, Randerson. Oh, yeah. Anyway, everyone... you, sorry, Dan, we steamrolled you. What were you no, talking about? No, it's fine. I wanted to keep everyone listening at home updated on Handshake Gate. You'll recall uh, in episode one, it was a fist and a high five that was never properly coordinated. <laughs> now, danger was. Saying very kind things about Randall, it's and then true. you'll hear that perhaps he stumbled over the word interpretation. <laughs> it's because yeah. Randy put a fist in his face for a bump in mid sentence, <laughs> and it derailed everything. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm now so, I just yeah. tried to fist Dan, and he didn't want me to. Did, different. You offered a fist to Dan. You did not fist Dan. <laughs> yeah, he tried. Yeah, to yeah. Fist what Dan. he said. You yeah. offered a fist too. Yeah, there, tried, I, offered tried to fi- to I offered to Dan. fist him. Not two. Like, no. It's not a bird. Huh? Let's keep it at a noun. Okay, it's much safer as a noun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless it's my fists and I'm punching people because I'm yeah the MMA. Go on. What? Wait, are you do- <laughs> are you going to be in an MMA match? That's what Puerto Am Rico I- needs right now is MMA. Yeah. Like, what aren't you doing? You're like in the. Uh, you're like. I actually for, haven't. You're the mayor of Glendale, and now you're going to be in a, a UFC fight. I I've only had one, and it was eight years ago. Oh, yeah. Damn. Yeah, but yeah. I was told it was very exciting to watch. Yeah, I lost. Awesome. <laughs> I, I lost. The person who fought yeah. you told you yeah. that. He said, uh, "Very exciting to watch a, me beat the shit out of you." This was yeah. a blast for my whole family, man. I, 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 I didn't want to say that it was apparent, but by the first handshake, I knew that you had, you know, go on taking a few hits. At some yeah, point. wow. Randall's gonna kick your ass after this. I mean, no, I was saying. Well, here's I here's was, what we can do. I was making light of brain let's, damage. Let's fighting. make uh, actually. Please don't only, make it. Don't make only, it crass. My only brain damage was from a bike accident. Uh, but what we could do for the people of uh, Puerto Rico is that we could arrange a fight between Randall and can I. Can we just stop doing that? <laughs> but but it worked so well the we first did time. A, we did a charity thing mm-hmm. where if we raised enough money for charity, Jeff and Danger 
we're going to fight. Oh, oh Jeff shit. wins that. And, yeah. Fuck. And no. we, yeah. Absolutely. We raised enough money to do it, but little did I know that, what, 18 months later, Jeff would no longer be on the podcast and you still wouldn't have fought by then. So I'm happy to I'm I'm happy to get in the ring, you know, get it on tape. You just get like a just show up at one of his episode. comedy shows. It could maybe that's maybe that's the touching reunion special, but who knows? So so the, where we're going from there is <laughs> I'm going to fight burp? Randall. Oh, what the hell? What? Christ. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry about that. Hey Adam, there's a thing I read in Axios. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, is relevant to at least some part of this conversation. Let's hear it. It was this super spooky thing that I'm going to get this guy's super name wrong because I spooky. don't respect him. It's, uh, it's the uh, is that wait is that a segment? It's the spooky time. Ooh. Ooh. Sure. Uh, so. Um, <laughs> White House Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert, Bossert, um, this was a thing that uh, he sent to his colleagues that was leaked to Axios. It was uh, all about how we're going to change the messaging to what we're doing in Puerto Rico to make it seem much more hopeful. And this is the quote from Axios about it. Um... In contrast to dire reports from the island, White House Homeland Security Advisor Tom Bossert sent West Wing colleagues an unusually upbeat update leaked to Axios that points to a rapid recovery no one on the ground is witnessing. This is <laughs> Ouch. right Fuck. after the president tweeted, like, we're doing a really good job with this impossible situation in Puerto Rico. Things are going great. And then they just internally decided, hey, if anyone asks, we did it. It's, it's, it's done. It's, it's fixed. It's and mission accomplished on an aircraft carrier. Right, right. right. Yeah. And no one on the ground can corroborate it. It's just like, look, it's the official statement of the West Wing that we're doing a really great job, and we're going to talk about how upbeat and how positive everything is. And that's such a spooky fucking thing spooky. <laughs> yeah. to be doing, because they don't have a lot of power. Half of the, half of the, the island doesn't have power. People are using their Wi-Fi to alternately listen to amazing podcasts and get water filters to old people. Right. Uh so we're sort of relying on whatever news comes out, whatever statements come out from the White House. And if the White House's one-two punch is you can't trust the fake news media, they're lying. And also, here are some lies about what we're doing over there. It makes it impossible to to discern what's true. Like it's uh, yeah, they're terrible and sad and frustrating. Yeah, Adam, yeah. do a joke. They're kind of <laughs> <laughs> they're kind of becoming like the the gatekeepers for what is true and false like yeah. the news reports a thing and then i feel like there's a whole segment of the country that's waiting for trump or sarah huckabee sanders or someone to confirm that what they've heard on the news is right. true or it's confirmation false. bias like yeah. pe- right. people want to people want the story that they feel to be true to be true so they're going to hold out and see which source you know best confirms that yeah you know the uh, speaking of the the situation on the ground, here we are a hundred days later. The American Federation of Teachers has actually been in Puerto Rico doing a bunch of vol- volunteering, and one of the most recent casualty reports that came out said there were sixty two people killed in Hurricane Maria, and like directly during the actual storm yeah, on yeah, the island. But there have been two other independent firms that went in and did their own analysis and they say it's like closer to a thousand. And the American Federation of Teachers, this is a quote from uh, one of them who's been down there. Anyone who's spent a day in Puerto Rico since the hurricane understands there is a far higher death toll than has been reported. This is an invisible crisis and it's allowed the callousness of the response and an inappropriate response on the part of the president. 
And the thing is, he at one point, Trump said this wasn't a real crisis like Hurricane oh. Katrina. And Hurricane Katrina, 1,800-some people died. And now we're more than half halfway there. Do you have to hit some sort of arbitrary death toll for it to be a real thing? But I think that's probably part of it, is that the official story has been 60 people died. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be what's getting fed to Trump. And he's like, nah, it's not that big of a deal. Right. But it's just that they're ignoring what's actually happening there. Because a lot of the... A lot of the recovery that's happened has been in like the bigger towns and cities, but there's this whole rural area of Puerto Rico that is not getting any fucking help. They haven't had power in this whole time. And I, I was watching a news report the other day. I think it was on CNN. They were interviewing someone in Puerto Rico, and he said that those rural areas might not get power until July or so. Ugh. Which is when hurricane season right. starts. Oh, and at that point, people are just going to leave. Like I, I, Yeah, I don't know what choice you would have. Yeah, I'm from Jersey originally, and, and my mom worked in Union Beach. My dad grew up there, and that was a lower-income town that got hit really hard by Hurricane Sandy. I mean, everywhere got hit hard by Hurricane Sandy. But Union Beach is a place where they're looking at the infrastructure of the town and the amount of money it's going to take to fix everything, and people just fucking left. Because they, they didn't yeah. have any other choice. And that's like one small town in New Jersey. This is an entire island with, with communities where people are just going to be like, well, I could just like wait here in my home that I love with no power through July. Or I guess I just fuck off somewhere. I guess yeah. I just got to yeah. go. Yeah, power and, and that's, water. that's what it's going to be. It's going to eventually, if something doesn't improve, it's going to be a refugee crisis. Yeah. It's just going to be people fleeing from Puerto Rico to Florida. I, I'm yeah. ignorant of the geography of Puerto Rico. Jersey is not in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You can answer my <laughs> question. Never mind. Let's keep going. Oh, I thought well, that, you no, no, no. That, uh, uh, So, so um, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. How's <laughs> it's pro- okay? Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah one of the one of the crazier stories that has come out since the hurricane hit was. Uh, there were several people lining up for water at a Superfund site. And that's Superfund with a D on the end. Um, not Superfund. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a Superfund site is? No. In the 80s and 90s, there were all these environmental disasters all around the country. And we basically allocated you this. You say that like it was a trend. At the- <laughs> it kind of was. Back in the 80s and 90s, when we were all super into disasters. <laughs> yeah. It was back when we were like, hey, let's spray this oil on the roads and see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And now no one can live in Times Beach, Missouri. <laughs> but Which is true. You drive past it on your way to Six Flags if you live in Illinois, and it's creepy as fuck. Huh. It's just an entire time. I think one family still lives there. And it's like. I hope you get cancer. Just <laughs> Jesus. get out of that town. What are you doing? There's still but people. Shut up! All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're trampling all over Adam's hatred. Misogyny. <laughs> My misogyny. Misanthropy. You're misanthropy. All right. That's the right word. Continue. But there is a super fun site in Puerto Rico called the Dorado Groundwater Contamination Site. And super fun sites are we allocated all this money to basically forever monitor and contain the contamination levels at these places because there's nothing else we can do. We can't build shit there. People can't live there. But we also can't just stop worrying about it because ground contamination spreads and gets into nearby communities. Mm -hmm. So we basically have to babysit these contaminated sites forever. Uh, Like mini Chernobyls. Yeah, yeah, kind of. And 
in Puerto Rico, there's one called the Dorado Groundwater Contamination Site, and one well in particular called in particular called the Maguayo Number no. Four Well. The Washington Post found families in Puerto Rico just lining up to get water from this well. All the signs indicating you shouldn't drink this water had been torn down. And torn down or blown away? Uh, both. Okay. Torn down and what then the blown hell? away. And people were lining up and drawing water from this well. And most of them, like they asked when people were there, they were like, do you know what this water is? And they were like, no, I had no idea. So in lieu of us getting water to Puerto Rico, people are lining up to drink contaminated groundwater. So wait, this is a, this was on the news, like on CNN, and they were just filming them and being like, ah, look at these guys drinking the contaminated water. Well, no, they had Did heard they... it was the Washington Post, oh. and they they actually went down there and they had heard that people were drawing water from this well, and they like they literally set up camp and they everyone who came up they were like, hey, don't drink that, and they were like, okay, we'll just bathe in it. Because what choice like, do you have? Uh, don't do that either, though. Yeah. Yeah. Where was your voice of reason? Yeah. Should have yeah. been there, man. God damn. Where were you? Also, drug shortages became a really big problem. All 50 of the pharmaceutical plants on the island, most if not all, were shut down by the hurricane and the ensuing lack of power. And here's the th- another area where Trump saying, oh, people aren't willing to help, is especially infuriating all of these companies, there were a few who were like, yeah, we have workers there and we have generators that will run the buildings, but those people are trying to rebuild their lives. They yeah. can't come help us get our fucking drug company up and running. And I feel like those are the people that Trump's like, no, they don't want to help. Yeah. That's yeah. the that's who, the who in a post disaster situation is like, all right, nine to five, let's do it. You know, I'm yeah. fine. Yeah. Well that's what that, that that's kind of the backfire of the, the of the idea of when Trump was running for president, when everyone's like, oh, a, we're going to have a businessman in the office. He's going he's, he's gonna to be, uh, he's going to know how to run the country and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, this is a businessman's perspective on an entire devastated country. What's the population uh, It's there? like, uh, why aren't they working? Why aren't they doing their jobs like they would, they should be doing? And it's like, do you know humans have like real lives and stuff? They're not just like you, you fucking monster. Yeah. Fuck Trump. Three point. Yeah, it's a good one. Three point four one one million people as of twenty sixteen live yeah. in Puerto Rico. It's a lot of people. Wow. Yeah. And they are struggling. Yeah, and the, the thing about the, the drugs being shut down, I did not know this. Uh seventy two percent of Puerto Rico's exports in two thousand sixteen were pharmaceuticals. Oh. That's fourteen point five billion dollars of their economy. Well, I mean gone. one of the one of the things that gets lost in this kind of conversation is that Puerto Rico was already deeply in debt, not because yeah. of anything they did, but because basically the speculation that was happening on their island. Like people right. were using, like these gajillionaires were using Puerto Rico as sort of a tax haven. Yeah. Um, and just basically gentrifying the living hell out of this place. So it's already super in debt. Tourism is its one thing, but is one of the things that you can do with with uh, a situation like that. But I mean, now there's going to be zero tourism. They can't export the, the like. What goods can they produce? How can they get their their shit back together without working roads? God yeah. damn it, Trump! Yeah, it's very frustrating. It is it's all all very frustrating, and also because it is an American territory, they have a huge opioid epidemic on their sure. hands. And that's not a thing you're going to get Americans. You're not going to tug at many heartstrings bringing that up. But also that's a huge problem because one of the – if you don't have clean water, 
Like one of the key elements in injecting drugs intravenously is water. Yeah. Like a, to the point that a lot of junkies will use distilled water just to make sure like they're already pumping drugs into their veins. Why pump fucking contaminated water too? But also you're strung out on heroin you're not going to stop injecting heroin because there was a hurricane you're probably yeah. going to inject more heroin yeah because there's a hurricane so that's going to lead to a whole fucking outbreak of diseases and problems also and it, it's there's just so many fucking things that need to be fixed in puerto rico still and it, it seems like people have kind of forgotten about it right and you're right that is i, I think the opioid crisis is is the greatest crisis in my lifetime Certainly. Uh, yeah. But you're right that it's not going to get any sympathy. Anyone who's on the fence about what we should do in Puerto Rico is going to interpret this news as like, oh, they're complaining because they can't even get their drugs clean, huh? That's what those. That's what they care about. They're, yeah. they're lazy and they're drug addicts, so we're, like, we, we have no sympathy for them anymore. It's, it's just a terrible... Yeah. Uh, and you know whose fault that is? Reagan. Fucking goes all the way back to uh, Nancy Reagan. A lot of it does. Of bullshit. That stupid anti-drug horse shit. Reagan, Nixon. This is not a pro yeah. Reagan podcast. Yeah, they have a great no. tradition of. Yeah, not I was. Being okay I was watching. Them. Like, I I used to be. This is kind of a tangent, but I used to be way into collectibles as a kid, like GI Joe, Star Wars, mm-hmm. all that shit. And there's a show on Netflix Fucking right now. Nerd. Yeah. There's a show on Netflix right now called The Toys That Made Us. Yes, that show's so good. It is really good. Oh, and I, I was. It. I was watching the GI Joe episode, and I'm like, why did I stop collecting all this stuff? And as I'm watching it, I'm like. Oh, it's because Reagan lied to me, and G.I. Joe perpetuated that lie. And uh, by the time I collected all of the characters, uh, Reagan had shipped my dad's job to Mexico, so I had to sell them all. I just want to say... You sold your toys? I sold them to help the family out. Oh, my... I mean, that's a tragedy. Yeah, I had every fucking G.I. Joe, and I had to sell them... Literally because my dad's manufacturing job got sent to Mexico. I just don't want to blame Snake Eyes, who was a, a commando and a ninja, who right. helped the United States for many years. And uh, No, he was complicit. No, no. He, he, he helped Reagan get elected, bro. <clears throat> I can't accept that. Snake Eyes campaigned for Reagan in <laughs> all the Asian nations. Where he needed the most. This support. is this is devastating. This is this, uh, yeah. We've gone way off. This is emotional. <laughs> I mean, uh, who likes movies about monkeys? Don't be racist, dude. But I mean that snake. That snake yeah. guys campaigning. That's this that's, has been that's a sketch Cobra. By that's Cobra. Uh, God, I, don't know. I haven't never wow. watched it. You just never fucked with it. the wrong group of people. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. That's goddamn I heard Cobra. Star Wars, and, and I was like, oh, that's the one thing I know. Just because they both have snake names doesn't mean they're the same person. That's offensive. Okay, well, uh, I invite Snake Eyes to come and, and, and duke it out. If we raise enough yeah. money, you're going to fight Snake Eyes. I'm going to fight Snake Eyes, that's right. <laughs> that fight means... Destro and his big metal head. Oh, mm. man, that's hard to, that's hard, it's really hard to get a guillotine choke How around. How do you talk with that thing? <sighs> did, kind did, of metal with was difficulty? That? Yeah. I, I mean, it was a cartoon, so it was hard to gauge how that hey, worked. Hey, come on. Get off my back. Not everybody saw this cartoon, by the way. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I mean, it was a comic book also. So we were going to end movie. on good news, but we brought it up already. Oh, right. that's probably my bad. And yeah. oh, wait, but the I mean, good news was G.I. Joe? No, the no. good news was just the that golfer. that one golfer. That's yeah. She is literally among the only good news that's come out of Puerto Rico. They and are it's, it's, rebooting the G.I. Joe movies. There's so a that is <laughs> finally yeah. bartender in Puerto Rico who's operating at a loss right now, so his customers have a place to drink a cold beer. Nice. nice. I'm into that. Yeah. I mean, that's that's cool and like... 
the the feel good stories are 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 important to hear, but it's also like don't take that as things are things are fine. Don't take that as like okay, right. then we 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 can let off the gas at this point. Yeah. You know, like the feel good story oftentimes is like a substitute for like actually caring and continuing to work on these things. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm pulling out the specific details from the feel good story I read because the story itself drives me fucking crazy. It's from Quartz. It's called I spent a week in Puerto Rico and walked away feeling hopeful. And <laughs> uh. one of the things that really bugged me. What jumped out to me during a recent trip was what still stands. The Caribbean is the same gorgeous turquoise hue. The island remains covered in tropical lushness. Even trees maimed by Maria are now putting out green shoots. All right, that's called nature, dude. Travel book, you fucking idiot. Yeah, it's, it's you're, you spent six days there so you could write this feel good piece about how it's like, oh yeah, it's still like I might vacation there someday. And it's the guy still pretty. Line. Yeah, oh, I went on a hike that was three point six miles south of San Juan. Oh, I'm this guy now. Oh no, mm. <laughs> no, I'm like that's that person though. Like they just walked a little bit out of the thing and looked at some nice nature and then went back to their hotel room, yeah, which probably still had power. Right, fucking tourist. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, we don't we don't have comments to read because I don't know what order these podcasts are going up. Yeah. So I don't know what the comments from the last episode are. Our comment for this episode is Trump no good. Mm-hmm. Uh, please can find a way to contribute in a meaningful way to Puerto Rico and hold your elected representatives accountable uh, if they should choose to lack to to lack action. Uh, and uh, you know, um, I guess watch the old GI Joes. Fuck G.I. Joe. Right. Why, how are you not getting that message? I mean, from you want to oh, okay. read the comics because they're better than the cartoon. Okay. They came out first. Do, I just, the, I the mean. Cartoons, I think, you know, it's just. There's as, really as, as far as Puerto community. Rico. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's still plenty of things you can do to help. Mm. Uh, there's a great article on thenation.com uh, cleverly titled, Puerto Rico Still Needs Our Help. Here's what you can do. Mm-hmm. Just go look at that article. Yeah. There are a, a list of. I think eight different things you can be doing, yeah. or six. No? Just in the uh, tagline of this, the first thing they say is demand debt forgiveness, which is uh, that's not, what they've needed for. It's yeah. not a sexy thing to demand, but it's super important and yeah. it's so necessary because yeah. again, they've had a decades-long recession. Four hundred thousand citizens left because there wasn't enough work. They just had to flee because there was there was no yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. The, the population the of Puerto Rico is declining. Yeah, yeah, and that's there's. Obviously, the sexier causes are like, oh, I'm going to go down there and build something. I'm going to give money. I'm going to give food. But, like, demanding debt forgiveness is so hugely important and not a thing that gets talked about enough. And, like, this is the a little bit of Cody and me, the budding socialist that I'm turning into after this Ooh. fucking crazy year. <laughs> we'll That's get, not real. We'll money isn't real. Little, just, we'll just get you get deeper. It. It's fine. <laughs> the Cody inside me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you got another Cody right over here, buddy. I'm, I'm a member of the DSA. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. It's good stuff. Oh, uh, you, let, you're, let me, you're not saying your real name is Cody. I got solicited I'm not to join the Illuminati okay. in the comments at yeah. one point, so they gave me an email address. But you wouldn't tell us contact. if you did join them. Would you tell us? Fuck the yeah. Illum- okay, cool. <laughs> All right. I would lord that shit over you so hard. I mean, it's a secret society. Don't mm. you Don't you think they want to like protect their secrets? Mm. Well, I would I'd kill you if you told anyone. Oh, I mean, you have a podcast, Duh. bro. Yeah. You got you got Duh. you got tens of thousands of listeners out there. Yeah, in, I, they, I, sh- they should okay, all go the way, to the, r- that article on the nation and find. Yeah. Before ways we forget, can we make a drop of him saying, <laughs> "Danger saying, you have a podcast, bro." I just <laughs> want that to be a sound bite you can play. It's gonna be my ringtone. <laughs> it's gonna be so great. Uh, so what what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Me and Dan are doing a show, but We're, you can't come because it sold out. Yeah, I'm so sorry. We, we uh, this is a particular way that my brain works is that. Uh, 24 hours after the 
layoff, I spent a little bit of time being sad and then immediately pivoted to how can I channel this into something Smart. positive and to something fun uh, as a way to distract myself from dealing with whatever my brain wants me to deal with. Should so, start a podcast those network. Are yeah. Those are feelings. <laughs> feelings. Reached out to our old friends at Westside Comedy Theater. It's a space I love that uh, Adam gave me all of my, my first opportunities to do stand-up in. And I just reached out to them. I was like, hey, I want to do a show. Uh, all my friends got laid off, and we want to just do a night of of like comedy, music, and magic, and and just like feel good things. It's, it's like, gonna be magic. Yeah, Can't wait. like that's that sounds good. Magic uh, of Randall's friendship. Does January fifth work? And I said yes. So we booked the show January fifth, eleven thirty p.m. at the Westside Comedy Theater. Nice. I made a Tumblr post about it, and then within ten hours, it had sold out completely. And uh, you can. Go to the theater and wait in line. And if people don't show up for their tickets, that's the only way you'd be able to get in. Um, or you just like stand outside yeah. the theater and like, I was gonna lean say, on, the, on that wall. You can hang out. The, there's the a whole alley. Yeah. And you can yeah. just gather in the, around. If we there. get enough people in the alley, I was told that you guys were going to come out and do a second bonus show. Well, I'm going yeah, to go rap. up first and then I'm going to go out in the alley and do another show. Nice. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Concurrently. Um, but yeah, Adam yeah. Brown is going to be there. Soren Bowie, Michael Swaim, Katie Willert. Uh, Zora Gaga, Teresa Lee. I'm going to be hosting Cody Johnston. I think it's going to be my Paul Schaefer musical accompaniment the entire show. There are a couple of special guests that, I'm, that I'm, I have promised to not mention, but I'm very excited about having them. And we're still... Uh, I've never uh, booked a show before, so I'm still in the process of doing it. I think we've got way too many people who want to do stuff, which is Oh, exciting. yeah, that's, it's going to um, be... So it's going to be a uh, 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 nightmare, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I definitely don't want to go up last. It's going to be like two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, but that should uh, be something lively to close out the show. <laughs> not my, not my subdued, intellectual comedy stylings. Yeah. My, na- my name so wasn't mentioned, so us. I'm definitely going to be the guy who's like in the green room, and it's going to be like, "There's no time." Randall's going to do my <laughs> slides. I always see punk bands say, "And so and so's doing our slides." They do slide. You mean when they show like, yeah, the, like stuff behind? You. Like I want pa- you to project stuff behind you. Yeah. Yeah, we could, okay. It's <laughs> a multimedia comedy presentation. Oh, my God. Sounds like Randy doesn't want to help. I also have a show January 22nd, but for the life of me, I can't remember where. But <laughs> I'll tweet about that. That's going to be fun. And uh, come to the Darkest Hour, the second Friday of every month. The, so that's going to be the 12th this month, mm. January 12th. This will be up by then, I'm sure. No, it will be. It's going up this yeah. week. Shut up. And uh, the, the, the live podcast last Saturday of every month at the Hollywood Hotel. Uh, we just did one. We're we're doing it tonight as I'm recording this, but it will have already oh, happened Saturday. By now. Yeah, we're yeah. doing a performing under the influence podcast mm-hmm. that will have already happened by now. So and it was legend, you guys. It yeah, was, oh yeah. Really ideally, special. Yeah. ideally, there is a recording coming soon of me hosting a podcast under the influence of a ten dose marijuana brownie. Oh. Damn. It's substantial. Yeah, the, this thing like it, you can. It's heavy in your hand. Sure, and it has a warning on back that says you can always eat more, but you can't eat less. Ooh, oh, mm. that's wise. Yeah, words to live by. That's some kind of Eastern thing. Far from it. What? <laughs> Danger? Yeah, Do you have anything to plug? I, was a, I mean, the Big Lebowski just now. Uh, please listen to Countless Thousands. Go to countlessthousands.bandcamp.com. Uh, Hire me to take pictures at your wedding because I'm a professional wedding photographer and times are slow because there are fewer engagements because I genuinely think people are more Trump freaked out because of Trump. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, that's at vanguarderphoto.com. Uh, and also, uh, just be good to one another. Mm-hmm. That's a general plug. 
Randall? Nice. Uh, I think I'm doing the, sh- the cracked show thing. You're going to be involved uh, in some way. I haven't figured it all out. Uh, it's been, yeah. Holidays, I, you know. Somehow that'll be... At least I will at least... I think physically be <laughs> yeah. in the alley at some point in the in the night. Sure. Uh, and um, uh, also, uh, Dan and I did a short film together that's coming out uh, this month, and it's really exciting. So keep an eye on my Twitter at Randall Maynard because uh, when that comes out, you're going to want to see our sweet, sweet, sweet hot action <laughs> together that we did. Oh. We made some. Magic. I want. I want to see it. I knew I was going to hate wherever that sentence ended. <laughs> Once it started yeah. with so many sweets up top, I was like. He's not going to turn this around. <laughs> when it starts with so many sweets on top, yep, it can only get worse from there. It can only okay. get saltier. Yeah, yeah. What... You, you landed that one. Yeah, <laughs> good job. Yeah. So uh, at at Twitter at at Randall Manor on Twitter, <laughs> Twitter dot com. Give it. Uh, I'm going to tweet about it uh, when it comes out. It's going to be the. Sh- uh, that's for our short film that I just talked. Just said oh that we God. were doing together. <laughs> Dan Dan O'Brien and I was that what was together. the was there action in it what was it like there was a lot of action some people were calling it hot sweet action uh, mm. I thought that was the name of the short film no hot, that's sweet not action. that's our the, no it's the name of your production I would, company I'm, please take this seriously Adam this is for real so check out Randall Maynard hot sweet action productions <laughs> hot sweet actions Whoa. that's what it's shortened to that's All right. what he says on set too instead of lights camera action yeah he just gets. Hot, sweet, action, and then you have to go. It's, it's really rough. Make this one, and then just variations of that is the direction. Make it a little hot, hotter, a little sweeter. We need to sweeten that one up. Yeah, let's make that one. Sweeten that. Yeah. Danger, you're loving this. All right. I, I, I just, uh, yes, I am. We should get out of here. Danger, say uh, goodbye. Bye, everybody. You're the best. Randall, say goodbye. I love you all. Motherfucker. Dan, say goodbye. Hey, goodbye. If you see me in the streets, don't come up to me and say hi. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Bristol Street, bring a blood object to Bristol Street, I'm